0: you are Locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the San Diego Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Greetings, Charger fans. Welcome to the Locked On Chargers podcast. I am Derek Togerson, your host. You know, today just kind of sticks. I mean, the Chargers coming off a 38-14 to 14 win in their home opener. They dominated the Jaguars, and yet it feels like a gut punch because we found out that Danny Woodhead is going to be out for the season. With a torn ACL. He got hit in the game against the Jags on Sunday. And the second he went down, it, it just didn't look good. And An MRI on Monday confirmed our, our worst fears for him. He's going to be out for the entire season, placed on IR. Man, that just, oh, you, you got to root for a guy like Danny Woodhead. You know, I mean, great guy. Family guy, he's he's this tiny by NFL standards player who just does everything the right way. He's a great teammate. He's a tremendous football player. And, I mean, even Mike McCoy, as robotic as he can be, on Monday when he was addressing the media, had a, a rare moment of humanity when talking about the loss of his running back, Danny Woodhead. He does everything the way you want it to be done. And he's even a better person. And it's a shame. Um, that this happened. But I'll promise you one thing, Danny will be back stronger than ever. And that's why he's been so successful in this business. Um, He always has that chip on his shoulder. He comes to work every day and treats it as his last day. And he's a great example of what it means to be a pro. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. I mean, McCoy is a guy who who really doesn't like to – to show his emotion but when you got a guy like Danny go down and, and maybe the emotion was compounded by the fact this is the second straight week the Chargers have lost a player to a torn ACL first Keenan Allen after the Chiefs game and now Danny Woodhead after the Jaguars game I mean it's The Chargers cannot, cannot continue to lose players at this rate. I mean, even more bad news, safety Jaleel Adai fractured his collarbone at the end of that game against the Jags. He had surgery on Monday. The Chargers now waiting to see how the surgery went to see if he might be a guy who might go on the uh, injured reserve designated to return, he might be able to play again later in the season. If if not, well, Dexter McCoyle is a guy who's going to get the the reps now. So it's Dexter McCoyle and Dwight Lowry now at the safety position. But a die was, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like the way he plays. And granted, it is reckless. A lot of people think it's even dirty. But he brings an element to that back end of the secondary that very few guys can bring because, He is the hitter. He's the thumper, all right? He's a guy like like when the Steelers had Troy Polamalu. Everybody on the field on the opposing offense knew where Troy Polamalu was because they were scared to death of getting lit up by that guy. Jalila Dye has a little bit of that in his game. Now, granted, he's nowhere near the player that Polamalu was. Troy is the first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. But Adia, Jaleel Adai was a guy that everybody on that defense knew when he was on the field you had to be wary of because you were going to get lit up if he had a chance to do that. The Chargers defense needs that kind of identity. It needs that kind of guy in the back end who is going to be the hitter, the thumper. That's what they were missing those for several years when their defense was really not feared by anybody. So they've got that guy they had that guy in, in a die, and they don't have him now. Now, McCoyle is a big, strong, physical guy, too. He might be able to be that kind of presence. We'll have to see how he handles being a starter in the National Football League. All right, the bad stuff is out of the way. Let's talk about the good stuff. The Chargers looked like a legitimate football team on Sunday. I mean, everybody, I mean, raise your hand if you're with me. They're up 21 points in the second half. Everyone thought, oh goodness, here we go again, just like the Kansas City game. But I'll get to it. I pretty much eviscerated Mike McCoy last week for him taking his foot off the pedal. I give him credit this week because he allowed his team to continue playing. He let Ken Wisenhunt, the offensive coordinator, continue to attack. He allowed John Pagano, the defensive coordinator, to continue to attack. They actually learned their le- – Mike McCoy learned a lesson. He showed a capacity for change that we honestly haven't seen in the last three-plus years of him being the head coach. And I think hopefully, with reservations – That's a really good sign for the San Diego Chargers moving forward. In fact, I talked to a bunch of guys in the locker room afterwards, among them Brandon Meebane, who of course has a Super Bowl ring with the Seattle Seahawks. And I wanted to know, were you conscious of the fact that you guys were up 21 and basically in the exact same position that you were in a week ago? Talk to him, talk to John Trail Inman, talk to Joe Barksdale. All of them had something to say about that. And, and, and yes, you will see they were very, very conscious of the fact that they were in the same spot they were a week ago. Last week we realized and we talked about it, you know, how good we can be and You know, we let off, we let off the gas pedal, and this week was like, we ain't letting off the gas pedal no no more, man. You know, it was a good learning experience for us. Motivation, that feeling that we had after the the locker room, blowing a 21, 23-point lead, we're just like, it it can't happen. So we just, our mindset, we just, we got to finish, finish, finish. If you, I'm pretty sure if you watch the film, you won't be able to tell the difference between the first half and the second half, as far as effort, attention to detail, assignments, those kind of things. And um, that's what winning teams do. And Philip Rivers even said afterwards he was glad that they came out and were up 21 at halftime again because it taught them that what they have to do and how they could respond. He was happy that they were in the same type of a situation and they were able to close out that game. And I'm going to tell you right now, what I saw that most impressed me was not the comeback or not the I mean not the ability to to shut a team out not the ability to finish, not, not the way that they were able to jump out and get a great big lead again for the second straight game. And by the way, that is all Ken Wisenhunt and his offensive game planning and then John Pagano not going into that soft zone and attacking. When John Pagano attacks and he calls blitzes and he gets after opposing quarterbacks, he's a tremendous defensive coordinator. When he gets conservative and tries to just run clock, he is a terrible defensive coordinator, so they need to just let him be who he is and let him have that aggressive mindset that he has, and the Chargers defense can be a top 10 defense, but again, going back to what I was saying, the thing that most impressed me, Jason Verrett has arrived. I mean, this kid is, uh, how anybody does not have him as a top three corner in this league is beyond me, all right? Casey Hayward had a tremendous game, and he might be the best off-season free agent signee of any team in the entire National Football League. Two interceptions on Sunday, but I asked him about Verrett, and let's just listen to how he responded and what he had to say about number 22, Jason is a, a great player. He's a really good player. I feel like he's the top three corner in his league. I've been around some good players, and not many people as good as that man. And um, he, does, he does it week in and week out. You can see him from last week, matching Macklin. Did it again. He slowed, he slowed Macklin down. He did the same thing today. That man is the top three corner in his league. That is high, high, high praise, and it's absolutely warranted. All right, Verrett locked up Jeremy Macklin. Verrett locked up Allen Robinson. Jason Verrett is your typical shut-down corner, and I saw somebody say this on Twitter, and I apologize. I forget who it was, but the gist of it was Verrett Island is now a thing, and that's absolutely true. Jason Verrett has, at least with their performance in the first two weeks, surpassed Darrell Rivas. All right, Jason Verrett might be the, I'm going to go out and say, the number one lockdown shut down corner in the National Football League the way he has played and what he has been able to do against some of the uh, two of really I'm talking about top 10 wide receivers in Jeremy Macklin and Allen Robinson and held them to basically nothing go back to last year what he did against Antonio Brown held him to basically nothing in that Steelers game Jason Verrett and 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 another thing he's done That's really, I mean, off the charts, especially compared to some of these other guys. Is he helps in the run game too? He's not a real big guy, but he's in there sticking his nose in. He's taking on blockers. He's he's bringing guys down in the run game. He is a complete cornerback. Jason Verrett has already sacrificed his body more times in his career than Dion Sanders did his entire career. All right, Dion was a guy who was a great, maybe the best cover corner of all time. Was allergic to running back. He didn't want to tackle anybody. Jason Verrett is such a bulldog. He will stick his nose in on anybody in the NFL. And what I've seen from him the last couple of years is if he's able to sustain this level for five, six years, we're talking about a hall of fame type of career out of Jason Verrett. All right, this guy is everything the Chargers needed and everything they wanted and more. So, tremendous game from him. Tremendous game from the Chargers really all around. Complimentary football like, like I haven't seen them play in a very, very long time. Now they go on the road next weekend to Indianapolis. And I know the Colts aren't real good. And I know their secondary's not real good. And Phillip Rivers, by the way, we haven't even touched on what Melvin Gordon did. All right, how about this stat? Melvin Gordon ran 24 times. Phillip Rivers threw 24 times. The Chargers won by 24 points. That is symmetry. That is exactly what you want on offense. I mean, we know how good Phillip Rivers is. But when he has a running game to go along with his passing game, he is unstoppable. We're talking, he had four touchdowns, no interceptions. Had that one strip sack where he held the ball a little bit too long. And he'll tell you that was all on him as well. But when Rivers has a running game to go along with it, he is borderline unbeatable. And Melvin Gordon was a revelation. All right. If if there's any good thing that came out of the Woodhead injury, it's that now Melvin Gordon is going to have to be the feature back. All right. 24 carries, career high. 102 yards, career high. And the Chargers won the game because they controlled it. I asked Mike McCoy about whether or not Melvin Gordon was going to be the feature back now that Danny Woodhead was gone. And, of course, in typical McCoy fashion, well, it's going to differ from week to week, blah, 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 (laughs) whatever, Mike. Listen, they've got Melvin Gordon, who's a stud. They've got Derek Watt, who's the fullback. You got Kenneth Farrow, who's an undrafted rookie out of Houston, who has a lot of potential, but he's an undrafted rookie. And then you got Andre Williams, the guy who they wasn't even active for the game on Sunday, that they signed off of waivers from the Giants on the final Sunday of the preseason. Melvin Gordon has to be the guy. He even said after the game, he told me, I got into a rhythm, man. You know, 24 carries, you start to see how the guys in front of you block. You start to see how they set things up. You start to get into a groove. That's what he was able to do. Now they have their quote-unquote bell cow back. That's what they did with Ryan Matthews in 2013 when Matthews went over 1,000 yards and the Chargers made the playoffs. They need to recognize and realize that now they have Melvin Gordon, who is running with the more confidence than I've seen out of him since he was at Wisconsin. They have the kind of offense now That can have the kind of balance that can legitimately contend and win an AFC West championship or at least contend for a wild card. But they need to stick with it. McCoy needs to get over this, you know, running back by committee, or I I guarantee you he doesn't even believe that. He just doesn't want to give anything away. Mike, listen, just tell us that you've got a stud like Melvin Gordon and you're going to ride him because now you know what you've got. You moved up in the first round and gave up draft picks a year ago to get him. Now you've got him where you want him to be, where you thought he'd be. Just tell us you finally are going to use him the way that you want to use him and you've got what you thought you were going to get. All right? Because we all know it. The rest of the National Football League knows it. You're better off just owning it and moving forward. All right. That is the podcast for Monday. I'm Derek Togerson, host of the Locked On Chargers podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, By the way, tell your friends about it if you think, if you like the podcast. Tell, you know, tell folks to find it on audioboom.com, find it on iTunes, you can subscribe to it. We are Monday through Friday on the Locked On Podcasting Network, and if, if you want to get a scouting report on any of the other teams, like the Chargers playing the Colts this week, check out the Locked On Colts podcast, check out the Locked On Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, any other team the Chargers play, and also... Check out Matt Williamson on the Locked On NFL podcast. Does a tremendous job. All thirty-two NFL teams are represented, plus fantasy football, and the entire NBA is represented as well. Plus, Locked On NBA and fantasy basketball. Thank you again so much for listening. You can check me out on Twitter at DerekNBCSD or on Facebook at DerekNBC7 San Diego. Chargers are one and one. All of a sudden they are tied for second place just a game behind the Broncos in the AFC West. We might have something brewing folks. I'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Have a great night, bull fans. You are locked on Chargers. Your daily podcast on the San Diego Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What you doing? I ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. <laughs> Bye singing dog. <laughs> Bye goal. I pronounce you. Bye wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? (laughs) Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. (laughs) Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?